Welcome and karibu to Adam's Cave. One of the most fascinating stories and characters around Christmas season is a fellow called Father Christmas. Father Christmas was, just in case you missed him, was a guy with a huge tummy, with very long beard, and you'd always have some goodies and gifts. And most boys, I think, would look forward to meeting him. And sometimes this fellow would be very, very elusive. But for you, Merry Christmas and welcome to Abdullah's Cave again. Eves, we always say, how can there be Adam without you? So welcome to Eves Drop and enjoy the conversation. I'm your host, Kissing Jacob Protich. It's always my joy, every time we have this cave, to have you on board. So please stay tuned and let's have a conversation. Let's engage on WhatsApp line. Or if you are watching from TV, 0708-222-323. Hope FM is 0717-400-555. Or just want to drop in an SMS line, that would be 20933. But if you want to go to X, go to hashtag Adam's Cave and we'll be very, very happy to hear from you. A Christmas story has many, many interesting tales. From Virgin Bath to Mary, the Virgin Girl, or Joseph who finds that his wife is expectant. Very interesting stories. But some of the other stories or tales that we come across to is about the wise men, the men from the East, the Magi. And welcome to today's conversation, the wise men of Christmas the wise men of Christmas. So today we are extremely privileged to host a man, and he's a father, he's a husband, he's a, an amazing media personality. He's the head of digital ministry. He's Reverend Kwame Badiri. Thank you. Welcome, sir. Good to be back in the cave. It's Adam's always cave. nice to have you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kirsten. Welcome. Amen. Good. How is it going with digital ministry? It's, it's exciting. It's a, it's a brand new space and uh, lots of new opportunities, especially around um, generative AI and that sort of thing. Uh, and just the fact that there is an, a growing, a very fast-growing audience uh, in digitals in the digital space. So we have a lot of work to do. Wow! Amen. I know most people know you from the head of uh, Christian Education and yes. Discipleship. Yes, yes. And um, I'm sure I was just trying to imagine how you would have drawn that fellow, the Father Christmas. He <laughs> <laughs> would have been a fat man. Yeah. Uh, if you had a thin actor, you'd have to stuff him with pillows. <laughs> but definitely make sure that he's got a big tummy. And carrying a big bag. Yes. Yeah. I remember nowadays, do you know some of us actually believe a story? Yeah. And look forward to actually see Father oh, Christmas. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and that he's the one who somehow came at night yeah. while we were sleeping and uh, presented all these gifts either at the end of our bed yes. or under a tree. But, but friend, do you think our children nowadays believe a story? I think <laughs> with the way, especially in the digital space, yes. it's much harder for children to... I think smaller and smaller children, those toddlers, five, six or seven years of age, yes. may still believe it. But once you give a child a phone, it's harder to... Uh, especially, and they have access to the internet. Yes. It's, that myth goes out, of the, myth goes out, out the window. And I think yeah. one of the amazing things, maybe our current parents mm. are not passed through that story very well. Because yeah. I think our parents were able to really... Mist create a myth so Mystery. strongly. That's true. And he started looking Christmas. forward to this nice guy who That's shows very up. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Okay. I think I used to see one of the adverts where they had a very nice red lorry right. guy showing up. Right. Right. Really, truly amazing. Right. Story. Well, that, that, that advert was actually created uh, at the beginning of the 20th century really? by Coca-Cola. Oh. Yeah, they, they are the ones who attached. The story, of course, of Father Christmas started many years before. Yes. In fact, centuries before. But uh, Coca-Cola decided, especially at Christmas time in the, in the United States, in the Northern Hemisphere, where it's cold and uh, it's snowing most of the time uh, during the winter time, that they would uh, connect this 
man in a red suit because these were the corporate colors of Coke, oh, white and red. Is that yeah. So? so he happened to be in a red suit, white fur, perfect <laughs> for Coca-Cola. So, so uh, Christmas, uh, especially in, in the United States, is very much connected to both Father Christmas, Santa Claus, and Coca-Cola. So the big truck is delivering Coke, Coke. to your city, yeah. <laughs> well, we're in Africa now, so yeah. we, like we still yeah. have to think about our taxes. That, that's true. But before then, uh, Rev, and I know you lived in the United States. Yes, There's yes. an amazing practice that seems to precede Christmas, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Yes. What's that yes. about? Thanksgiving was actually, um, a, a, it had Christian roots to it. Okay. Um, it was uh, just about the time that, uh, I think it was just after the independence of the United States, there was a huge influx of immigrants from the United Kingdom uh, who were fleeing persecution. Most of them were Christians. They were called Puritans mm -hmm. at the time. And uh, many of them didn't survive the harsh winters. Um, so it, they had to, to, to take supplies, you know, hopefully have a harvest that would help them manage through the winter and go on to the next, uh, to the next season of planting. Um, but uh, this particular group, the story goes, were assisted by the local Native American Indians. Uh, they supplied food. So when the next harvest came, and there was now enough harvest for, the whole, for these new immigrants, uh, they wanted to give thanks to God. And they invited their neighbors, the Native Americans, to come and give thanks to God for supplying the, the uh, harvest, but also helping them to survive in the previous winters uh, as well. So it became a tradition. Uh, and uh, the, around about the uh, 19th century, the government actually uh, codified it into law so that the, the last Thursday of the month of November would be celebrated across the country, regardless of your background or religion, etc., or your race, that you would observe this as a day of Thanksgiving. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's a national holiday. And uh, now, of course, it's connected to families coming together, but it's also connected to... Big sales, <laughs> people, <laughs> businesses making Business. money. Oh, yeah, the day after Thanksgiving, yeah, go back and make money. Well, which is almost like Christmas as well. Yes. There's a, big, mm -hmm. a lot of commercial activities Correct. going on. Yeah, a Christmas. lot of commercialization. But mm -hmm. I think I like the whole idea of Thanksgiving. Mm, yes, Thanksgiving. It, it is a, it's, it's an important practice. Of course, it's something we should all do. Mm. Um, the, the Lord draws attention to it mm. in the, in the uh, incident in Luke chapter 7, uh, chapter 17, I'm sorry, where uh, 10 lepers came, verse 11, they came to ask Jesus to heal them. And uh, only one comes back, as those of you who remember the story. And Jesus asks the question, he said, 10 of you came and were not all 10 of you healed. Why is it that only one has come back to give thanks yes. to God? And uh, Jesus commends this man and uh, notices that he's actually a foreigner. Um, but... Uh, it, it is important to thank God for his favor and goodness to us wow. and, and to take as many opportunities, not just one day in a year, but take every opportunity when God does something, thank him and, wow. and be very, very sincere about giving thanks to God. Wow. Mm. Rev Kwama, welcome, welcome to Thank you. Care. Thank you. Men, uh, right now, think about Christmas. Yes, yes. Because our images are full of baby Jesus oh, yes. and all yeah. that. Mm. But we miss out on the wise men oh, yeah. of yes. Christmas. Yes, yes. You know, there's an interesting thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because these men in, in uh, Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew, came looking for Jesus. Uh, some Many, many years ago, there was a, a card, a Christmas card that was issued, and, and somebody made it into a sticker, which said, wise men still seek him. Ooh. So if, if, if you're wise, <laughs> <laughs> 
all you guys, all you Adams out there and, and the Eves that support you, if you're still wise, you will still seek the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Powerful. Let's Amen. talk about sure. that, this team of wise men. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it's a fascinating story because you don't really spend time on it. True. Yeah, true. but they seem mm-hmm. to be very, very interesting, fascinating characters. For one, who are these men? Good, good. It's a good question. Um, people think that uh, according to traditional cards and decorations, that there were only three of them. But they, the Bible doesn't say there were only three. It only points out there were three gifts, but it says they were wise men. So it must have been a company, a group of them. Uh, we don't know how many. Um, but again, from tradition, we can surmise that maybe as many as 20 came um, uh, with their entourage of servants, etc. Because uh, these, these men were not only educated, well-informed, uh, they were ex- excellent students of uh, ancient writings, which included some of the writings of prophets uh, back in the day. Uh, they were also good students of the, the heavens and how different stars took different positions in different times of the year. You could tell what season was coming because of the movement of certain stars and planets. Um, they did not attach that to uh, you know, things happening on the earth in a, in, in a bad way, or et cetera, in the same way that, say, astrologists do. Okay. Um, uh, you, it would be better to describe them as astronomers, scholars, and... Um, uh, 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 men who are seeking the truth, who are, who are seeking uh, to establish how things work uh, in the world. Um, according to, again, according to historical tradition, it's believed that these men, because the Bible says they came from the east, anything east of uh, Israel is either Jordan, uh, uh, what the olden times Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq, and Persia, which is modern-day uh, Iran. So... These countries or these regions were of significance to the Jewish people because that's where uh, in, in, um, in, in the time of the exile, the Jewish exile, uh, where God said he would judge his people for 70 years, that's where the Jews were taken. They were taken to Babylon and some found their way into, into Persia. Now, they were told to, you know, to settle down. They were going to be there for some time. We find this in the, uh, prophets, uh, the writing of the prophet Jeremiah. So they were told, you know, settle down. You're going to be here for some time. You know, get married, plant vineyards, build houses, establish yourselves. Seventy years is a is a, a long, long time. time. It's at least it's at least lifetime. three yes. generations. You yeah. know, so they were going to have children. Those children would have their own children before they would have a chance to go back to Israel. Now, of course, there were those who would never go back. They they were old when they went, uh, so they were never going to live another seventy years if they were already seventy or eighty. Uh, so, of course, they. Um, they, they were buried in, in their nations of exile. Uh, the, the, the children who grew up as a result of that, having established a home, having established families, felt at home. You know, we, we still are able to practice our religion, our cultures, and so forth. So we can still be Jews in the context of these other uh, nationalities and, and religions that exist around there. So when the time came to go back, as we read in, the, in uh, the book of Nehemiah, Ezra, a number of people were allowed to return. Uh, in, uh, it's, it's also recorded in part of the, his, in the, part of the prophecy of Isaiah uh, that uh, the, the people would be allowed to return after 70 years. Uh, Daniel talks about it because he prays for that period where uh, Jews would be able to go back and rebuild their culture, rebuild their nation, rebuild the temple 
and rebuild their relationship with God as well. So when, when they went back, a good number went back, but according to history, a majority remained. They said, well, you know, we've grown up here. Um, our, our parents are buried here. Grandparents are buried here. Um, we don't know anything about life in that part of the world. Only a few people who are young when they came can still remember what it was like to live and to work and grow up in, uh, in, in Israel or in, uh, in Palestine at the time. So when, when the group that went got established, there was still this big group that stayed. And they stayed still practicing their religion, still talking about the things of God, etc. And it's believed that because of the generations of the Jews who remained and still practicing their religion, still talking about prophetic things that God was going to do in the future, these, this group called the Magi, this group of wise men, who may have been partly Jew, partly uh, wise men and scribes from these other nations there as well, began to share ideas and share what uh, their writings were saying about you know, uh, dynasties and kings, and uh, they, they would study how different stars would come and line up in a particular way, which would be an indicator that uh, you know, there was a, a king to be born, um, maybe not necessarily in Egypt, but some other place. But this group, either through training, through education, through study, uh, they found out that there was a king to be born in, uh, in, in Israel. And so when they come to Jerusalem in Matthew chapter 2, uh, they're actually coming after Jesus has been born. And he's by now roughly two, three years of age. Um, they, uh, they, they say that they have been led by a star. So there must have been a, a rising, you know, the same way we, we, we read phases of the month by watching the moon. Mm. So you have a crescent and then you have the full moon and then it goes, it goes dark again. And we know that one, one month, one Wednesday has, mm. has passed. Mm. So they, they, the same way these guys must have been observing movements of heavenly bodies and beginning to work out that this special person born in Israel must be coming at this time. So they make them the trek. They, they find their way from wherever they were in the east. And as I said, it was probably Persia or uh, Babylon uh, at the time. Today, uh, Iran and Iraq. And they find their way all the way to Jerusalem because they believe it's a Jewish king uh, and a king born in Israel. They're ushered to the palace of Herod. Of course, Herod doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, no one has been born into his family. Uh, he asks the scribes around him and they say, oh yeah, there's a prophecy. Uh, now, the, the same prophecy would have been available to these wise men as well, mm -hmm. but for some reason they didn't come across it because they would have gone straight to Bethlehem. But these scribes say, yeah, it's Bethlehem. It's, you know, it's another 15 kilometers down the road. Uh, you, you've come generally to the right place, but this is not where it's happening. It's happening uh, somewhere down the road. So, of course, Herod is very intrigued by this. He asks, you know, come back when you find out where he is and tell me. And they go, and they do find. They, they find the, the child. He's now called a child in, uh, in um, uh, Matthew chapter 2, as opposed to Luke chapter 2, where he's called a baby. Mm -hmm. And the baby was, was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. Uh, but now he's called a child. So they found the little child, they found the young child, and uh, they, they worshipped, they bowed, they presented him with these three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And uh, then they are warned by God. Uh, and this is amazing, that uh, here they are seeking this king, 
and yet their hearts are still open to hear from God. God speaks to them in a dream, and they are responsive. They obey God and they go back to their country uh, without going back to Jerusalem. Of course, that accepts, uh, upsets uh, um, Herod. Uh, Herod, yeah, <laughs> and he sends out his army, his forces to go and massacre uh, any child two years and below oh. uh, in the region of Bethlehem, which was again prophesied that this would take place. Um, so it's it's uh, it's amazing. This group of men have a deep history in um, in 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 searching out the truth about about Jesus Christ. The nice thing about it, I think, for us is that. Um, People who are not necessarily believers in the Jewish God, people who are not necessarily uh, aware that the Messiah would come in this particular way, took it upon themselves to go and find out. This is what we're seeing in the writings. This is what we're seeing in the sky when we see the star. Let's go and find out uh, if this is true. And uh, that's what I think is exciting about this story. Wow. Mm. No, thank you for giving us such an amazing background. Sure, a bit. sure. But it raises so many questions. It does. I'm it sure Adams <laughs> are just wondering this question. <gasps> hey, this is, this is a Christmas story for yeah. mine or something. Amen. But let me first ask, and maybe mm. another Adam could be asking the same question. Sure. Isn't it a bit um, disrespectful, if I can mm. say? Mm. Out of all the men, yeah. you're only picking a few. You said about 20 men. Yeah, and maybe. Them, these are 20, the wise yes, men. yes, yes. And they're only men. And they're only yes, the wise yes, because the rest yes. of the people didn't seem yes. to know there was no, anything happening. No, at Bethlehem. all. No, and but not even the scribes in the court. They had to go back and look into the papers <laughs> and the writings and prophecies. Yeah. Eventually, they found something and came and reported to Herod and to the wise men. And then this, you also mentioned that the king actually believed this man. Yes, yes. And and that's exciting because he could have he could have said no, nothing has happened in my house. I don't have plans to have another. And in any case, how can you say there's a new king when I am here? King, yes. I'm the king. Yeah. He could have dismissed them or even killed them. But they say that again, this is extra biblical writing. Um, they say that these wise men were highly respected by kings in that in the region in that whole area um, because they were very knowledgeable. And uh, they were, in, in most cases, they were accurate in what they either surmised from the writing, uh, what they read and what they saw in the, star, in, the, in the movement of heavenly bodies was actually accurate. They were right about a new king yes. being born in, uh, in, in Israel. So they must have been right about many things in the past. Ah. So people believe that they were highly feared, highly respected, that if you mess with this group of people, you're almost asking for wrath mm. upon yourself because these men are well, uh, knowledge, you know, very knowledgeable. They're well-educated. Um, this is what they spend their lives doing. So it seems that there was a higher level of respect uh, for them, both in Jerusalem, amongst the other scribes that were there, and of course, Herod himself. Wow. Yeah. And there's something which, I don't know whether it's a coincidence, mm. no, if it was the street preacher, or yes. the scripture. Yes. Because I think it says that when these men departed, mm the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. Yes. Of course, there, I don't think there's any really connection between yeah. the departure. Yes. But it seems there was a systematic order of events. Of course. Magia mm. comes in, yes. says yes. one thing. Yes. When they leave, the angels mm. begin to take over and say, boss, yes. you need to take your child out of yes. this country. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Just fly to Uganda fly or something. To, yes, yeah, to, to, to Egypt <laughs> to at the time. Country. Come to Africa. <laughs> Come to Africa. <laughs> Amen. Because your child is... Exactly, is so in I danger. I think it's yeah. fascinating. It is. It is. Um, angels pe- appear in so many... Parts of the Christmas story. The mm. first time, of course, is when 
Gabriel announces to Mary that she as a virgin will give birth to to the to the to Jesus the Christ child to this Messiah uh, and then um, angels talk to Joseph in a dream saying it's okay you know your wife is pregnant yes yeah. it happened by God but you take her as your wife and uh, and raise this child uh, then angels appear to these wise men when yeah. they have finished their business in Bethlehem and uh, and tell them to go a different way like you've mentioned yeah. angels come and speak to Joseph uh, telling him you're in a dream again you need to take your family to safety, to safety. in Egypt uh, and we will tell you when to come back and again the angels visit uh, uh, Joseph um, almost a decade later and tell him it's okay now the people wanted to kill uh, uh, the Messiah the, the Christ child have died they're no longer in the picture so take your son back to okay. to Israel mm. wow mm. Reverend, you've raised so many questions oh, let yeah. me, let, allow me to shoot and then sure. you can answer them the way sure. you want to sure. answer them number one was Joseph a devout person or he was a wise man because mm. an angel tells first yes. you're told this pregnancy is yes. a spirit yes. it has never happened before no. and you no. believe that story no absolutely you believe that story <laughs> no we have, we have to believe <laughs> we have to believe that um, Joseph was not only a devout man mm. in that of course he believed God and that he was, he was, um, he feared God. He was respectful of God and willing to do whatever God asked him to do. He was not a priest. He wasn't um, a, in any way um, a, uh, you know, a prophet a or your yeah. Pharisee or any a of rabbi those. Or no, he was a simple carpenter. But he obeyed God, and he was he was respectful of what God wanted to do. So you're right. I mean, it has never happened before. No one has ever heard of a virgin birth before. And here you are told you're a young man, you're about to get married to the only woman you'll ever know as your wife. And um, uh, you have the right to disown her because now she's bringing disrespect to you as a, as a husband and to the family. Uh, you have a right to do that. But he hears the Holy Spirit, what the, what the angel speaks to him and says to him. Uh, so there was something very special about Joseph, very special about his his relationship with God, his his respect for God, and his respect for the Word of God. Amen. Uh, but the Bible also says that he didn't want Mary to suffer any long so wrong. So he he would have uh, he said that the Bible says that he wanted to put her away quietly. He could have exposed her, he could have ridiculed her, and and rightfully had her stoned to death because she had uh, she had she had. Uh, uh, not only embarrassed him uh, and dishonored him, um, but uh, who, whose baby is this? We don't know who's, uh, yeah, whose baby this is. So she, she, she could have, he, he would have been in his rights to have her killed uh, as a result of what had happened. But uh, something about Joseph, which is very, very amazing, that uh, he decided, uh, even if I'm going to stop the, the wedding and put this thing aside, I don't want anything to happen to Mary. I, I want her to be safe. So let it be done quietly. She's sent away. Maybe she's sent to another relative in another part of the country. Um, she has the child and uh, she can raise the child with someone else in, in another family. No. But Joseph responds to what God says. And that's something very special. That's special. And mm. I'm sure we'll come back to that mm -hmm. again, Reverend, Reverend Kwame. Sure. But something is again you mentioned in this story mm. is that uh, God's the angel rather yes. speaks to Joseph yes. about his family because mm. I thought in the Christmas story the main character is really Mary and the child and the child but, yes but Joseph sitting here yes. is getting very clear instructions from mm. God mm -hmm. does it speak to the need or the protocol that yes. 
God honors that as a family man, yeah. somehow you are responsible yes. for your family. Absolutely. And God will speak to you. Absolutely. Or, and, yeah. and I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, in this case, Joseph, before he got married, he was uh, the one to take responsibility. Um, and uh, he, he acted on the instructions God gave to him. So you're right. God mm-hmm. speaks to the man before any action is taken for which would affect the family in some way. Uh, jo- Joseph respected God enough. He had enough of a relationship with God, not only to recognize this is God speaking to me, this angel has brought a message from God, uh, but also enough to say, I can't just keep it to myself or, or hide it in my heart. I must act on it. I'm, I must do something about it. So, I mean, when, when the angel spoke to him about taking Mary, he acted on that. He said, okay, let me take you. I, you'll be my wife. We'll get married in the right way, etc. And uh, this child will be, will be raised by, by me. And he honors that for the whole period of the pregnancy. The Bible says he doesn't have any sexual relations with his wife. He has every right to, but he doesn't until the child is born. Wow. And then later, of course, they have children, biological children of their own. Um, but when Joseph receives this message from the angel about leaving, he could have said, hey, you know, you, this is a bit much. You know, you, I, I did what you said when, uh, when I had to get married to this woman, but now you're telling us to leave home, and, and we don't know for how long. Huh? And uh, go to Egypt. Yeah? We don't have relatives in Egypt. But he obeys God. He does what God says, and he, he takes the family uh, into Egypt, and he doesn't do anything like bring them back until he, get, he receives instructions. Uh, there's something, again, very special about Joseph um, in terms of that. Of course, we don't hear of him uh, when, by the time Jesus starts his ministry, by the time Jesus turns water into wine in Cana, which is the first miracle recorded, um, Joseph is not in the picture. So it's believed that somewhere in the teenage years, somewhere between 12 years and 30, uh, Joseph must have passed away. Um, but uh, because they had as, as many as five children, uh, it, it must have happened in the latter time of Jesus' um, uh, of, of, of teen years, uh, so that Joseph must have gone on to be uh, with the Lord uh, before Jesus turned 30. And then, of course, um, uh, Jesus entrusts his mother to his loved, beloved disciple, uh, John, um, because there was no other home she could go back to. Her husband had died, so it's not as if she had a home to go to. Wow. Mm. Ruf Kwame, mm. again, we talked about the wise man. Right. We talk about Joseph again. Sure. Is it for, for Adam right mm-hmm. now? Should it be a question of fear mm. or a question of responsibility? Mm. Looking at the life of Joseph. Mm. Because Joseph was really leading his normal life. Yes. He just got to this girl before he's making any decisions, yeah. get married, planning wedding. Right. Oops, she's expecting. And yeah. God tells you, oh, look, sorry, don't worry about it. Right. This is not <laughs> no, this no. Is of, of God. Yeah. It has never happened. He believes it. Mm-hmm. So before he settles down, he said, by the way, you need to leave your country. Mm. And he has to leave this country. Yes. And there's something you said so powerful, uh, Rav Kwame, mm. that for about 10 years, yes. God doesn't give any other instruction. Any other instruction, no. But Joseph is comfortable. Com- he, he has to make a life there. How does Adam live like that? <laughs> I can imagine if it was today's Eve. Exactly. Because when are we going back? Exactly. When are exactly. we going, going back? back. For how yes. long? Yes, true. This, this young man <laughs> is, grow- is growing up and, and he's a special young man. This is the son of God. <laughs> yes. yeah? And uh, surely there's, a, there's work for him to do uh, back at home. But you're, you're absolutely right. You, you mentioned the word fear. I think 
fear in the good sense mm-hmm. that uh, Adam respected God. He was in awe of God. He feared God and feared the, the plan of God in, in, um, in his family. And also that would impact, of course, the nation and now the world uh, as people have come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So he, I think Joseph is a great example, so are the wise men, a great example of um, putting, your, putting aside your own personal um, understanding or, or expectations of how things are working out, putting those things aside in order to hear God and in order to follow what God is saying. And I think it's a great example for us as, as men that we're expected to lead our homes, we're expected to lead the people who uh, God has entrusted to us, and we only do that by being very, very good students and paying attention to the, to the Word of God and to God speaking to our lives as well. Um, God, God may, may move us. I mean, we may say, okay, it's a professional move or whatever, but uh, God can still use that, move you to another place, another company, another country, and uh, allow you to do what you're doing there, etc. And then he'll come and say, it's time to go back. Yeah, and uh, we need to be sensitive to that and hear from God. And then, uh, Rev, there's something else, which, and, mm-hmm. I, and I hope had, uh, the ifs will forgive me for yes. this. <laughs> because in all these major decisions, yes. God seems to be just laying the responsibility on, on, Joseph. on Joseph. Yes, yes. Because you don't hear Mary again saying, oh, by the way, yeah, I confirmed that the Lord spoke to me yeah. yesterday. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe, maybe it did, but the Bible doesn't record doesn't that. Doesn't record that. Yeah, so she's, um, she's we, we hear from her response when the angel came. She says, let it be to me yes. according to your word. Yeah. So she's already uh, in a position of saying, whatever God says, I'm, I want to be in the center of it. I want to do what, what he says. Now she finds an Adam in Joseph who hears from God and says to her, this is what God is saying to me. And I'm sure she must have responded in the same way. Whatever God says, that's what we must do. Yeah. And let's go. Here she is, pregnant and expecting her child anytime, and they're forced to go to, to Nazareth, uh, to, sorry, to Bethlehem, uh, so that the baby is, is born there. Um, th- th- that's a forced situation. Uh, in, in many ways, even going to Egypt was a forced situation. Um, but now they're told to go back and come back home. And home for them is Nazareth, yeah. where they grew up oh. and where they started their lives together as a couple and they got married. Um, so they, they obey the Lord. And so Mary must have had this disposition that whatever God says, and, and if he speaks through my husband, if he speaks to me directly, whatever he says, that's what we're going to do. I can almost hear some Adam saying, Mary was a good wife. <laughs> <laughs> She Amen. No, no, no. And we, we don't hear of any of that at all. Yeah, because she has confidence, I think, in the fact that God is leading Joseph, and she has confidence in um, in, uh, in 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 Joseph's relationship with God as well. I think one telling uh, example is when um, the Bible records how they went as a family to the feast in Jerusalem, and for three days Jesus gets lost. And they're on their way back, you know. So as a couple, they're confident that Jesus must be with some of the other kids, yes. other relatives. And they don't find him for quite some time. So they go back to Jerusalem thinking, oh, something must have happened to him there. But they do it together. They go back together. And uh, when they finally find him speaking to the, uh, the, the teachers in the temple, uh, Mary says to him, why did you do this and trouble your father and I? 
referring, of course, to, jo- to yes. Joseph. So Joseph must have been very concerned, just as concerned as he was about where Jesus was. Uh, so, and they came together. Joseph didn't say, ah, he's your son. You go and look for him. <laughs> or true. send her ahead mm-hmm. and say, I'll go back and look for him. They came back together wow. to look for, for Jesus. And, um, of course, they're both hearing this word uh, that uh, he must be about his father's business. And so he was in the temple. Wow. But the Bible then records that he went back with them and he was submitted or submiss- submissive to them uh, as he grew up. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, Jesus not only recognized the authority of both parents over him while he was a, a child growing up, but uh, he seems to recognize that both parents are working in his best interests. Wow. And so uh, he, he submits to that, uh, which I think is beautiful. Amazing. Ref Kwame. Amen. The time is, oh. doesn't allow us. <laughs> But Amen. these amazing stories of many Christmas. Indeed. It's, yes. it's really, really it is. Um, amazing. Very which profound. I'm sure Adams and Eve will have time to Very have profound. conversation about. Very profound. And some Eve could be saying, no, but Joseph was a good husband. He's a good husband, <laughs> yes. And every, every Adam has the opportunity to do that, exactly, <laughs> to follow yeah. the directions of the Bible, yeah. and you'll be the best husband. It's the best husband. Ref Kwame, what can be a part of the closing mark, remarks that you can give us? Looking think, at the wise men, yes. looking at Joseph's life, sure, just around sure. Christmas. I think two very simple things. Number one, as we said at the very beginning, wise men still seek him. Number one, uh, these men studied, they, uh, the wise men. They were in, in the writings. Uh, they didn't have a Bible, but they were in the writings. They were in the prof- prophetic records, etc. It's going to help us as Adams. Let's be students of the Bible. Read the Bible. If you have a new year coming up, find a Bible plan that will help you. Read the Bible for yourself in a year. And follow it. The second thing is to uh, be active and proactive in doing the things that God asks you to do. Go to the places where he sent you to go. These wise men went all the way to Bethlehem. Joseph had to take his family all the way to to Egypt in response to directions from God. Um, So don't be a passive reader of the word of God. Act on it so that it puts you in a place, in, in an atmosphere, in the presence of where God is moving. So those would be the two things I would... That's true. I would Thank you, Kwame. Amen. Could you please pray for us? And sure. I'm thinking especially for the Josephs, mm. the men who are in difficult yes. position in making certain making decisions, decisions yeah. and provide leadership for their mm. families. Amen. If you could pray for them, because sure. I think the real the threat was real. Mm. After after Joseph leaves, mm. all the children two years yes. under are all yes, killed. And some men are in that space of, I need to make the right decisions. Mm. Could you please pray for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. And also pray for Eves mm. who can may not... Be like Mary. Mm. They may not be blessed with a Joseph who mm. makes the right decisions. And they also feel like, look, we're not being affected as well. Can, can my man begin to take up his position of leadership? Can my man take a place of protection from this amazing thing? And also let's pray that we, God would help us to yes. be wise. Yes. That when all these things, when the king is born, Jesus is born, yes. that it should be part of it. It should ah, be part of that story somehow. somehow. I'll be very honored to pray. Let Thank you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Pause on this Christmas season, mm. uh, which is leading up also to a brand new year for us. To say, Lord, thank you for the lessons we are learning from your word, from the examples of these uh, men and women mm. uh, during that time uh, of the very first Christmas. I want to pray for my brothers, the Adams here, who are ready to make some very, very important decisions or struggling to make those decisions. Uh, to just look to the life of Joseph. He, he was a devout man. 
He was a man who knew that God could speak. In fact, he had heard God through these various dreams, and he wasn't afraid to act on it. It is clear that he had a relationship of his own, a personal relationship with God, and a relationship where God could speak to him. And so I pray for my fellow Adams, my brothers, who are watching this and who are listening as well, that if you are in that season where you must make an important decision, I pray you will hear the voice of God, you will follow the leading and prompting of the Holy Spirit, and that your life will be dedicated to honor and to praise God in all you do. I pray for the Eves who are praying for their own husbands to be responsive to God, to lead as uh, men of God should. I pray for my sisters, O oh God, who have been discouraged or have been frustrated that either their Adams are absent or they are just not keen to hear from the Lord. I pray that as they model uh, a life of a woman who fears the Lord and who deserves the praise and respect of all of uh, all those around her, including her husband, I pray that uh, the Eves who are listening will live lives that honor God, live lives that are an example to their children, live lives that are submitted to their husbands. And through doing so, they will turn the heart of the husband. They will challenge the heart and convict the heart of the husband to turn fully to God. I pray that this Christmas season there will be much peace in homes that have been troubled. There will be a fresh commitment to walk with God, and to study his word, and to apply it in the year to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Reverend Kwame, for the amazing conversation. And thank you, Eve, and thank you for Adam, Adam as well, for being part of this conversation. Very interesting conversation in Christmas. <laughs> so we ask that as we continue to have a conversation, just remember the line that as Reverend Kwame alluded to when he said that the Lord appeared, or not the Lord, the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up mm. and say, take the child, listen, take the child and his mother mm. and escape to Egypt. Very clear instructions to take care of your family. I pray that this will be our lessons, that God will call us to a place that we can protect our family. But most importantly, hear the voice of God even during such difficult times. I hope that we continue this conversation again. But before that, we want to wish you a beautiful Merry Christmas and enjoy yourself and enjoy your family and you stay blessed. And we look forward again to seeing you next time for another very nice and con a great conversation. In our only station where we say this is a place where you can look and live and where you can listen and live. Merry Christmas to you, sir.